The sometimes rocky relationship between New Zealand rugby and Rugby Australia won't impact on the future of Super Rugby Pacific. That is the message from the chair of the competition, Kevin Malloy, as both countries come together to figure out how to reignite the flame of the competition and get more eyeballs on it through fan engagement. We're joined by sports reporter Felicity Reid. Okay, Felicity, what are some of the ideas that Super Rugby is targeting? The big message coming out of the first meeting of the Super Rugby Commission in Auckland today was smarter marketing. This is a group of people that are going to take over the running of Super Rugby. So that includes New Zealand Rugby's Mark Robinson, Rugby Australia CEO Phil War, and as you mentioned, they're the chair. But they're still looking for an independent CEO to come on board who's going to be that kind of mediation between New Zealand and Australia to try and get all these ideas through. They were kind of vague about some of the things that they had up on their whiteboard discussions, as they were saying. But some of the things that they are looking at is working on the in-stadium experience and a more unified approach to the marketing as well because in the past it's probably been the New Zealand teams do one thing, the Australian teams do another and then there's fans somewhere lost in the middle. They also want to realise that they've got to have the fiscal reality is that they actually need to invest more in the promotion of this. That is what Kevin Malloy is saying, that this season more than ever they're actually going to need to put more money into it. So that's what he's calling a smarter investment and he's really promoting it as an investment in the sport and getting the game off the ground and onto more of these eyeballs as well. And what it really boils down to, though, isn't it, as fans, is we want to see on the field, we actually want to see the rugby. So they've looked at a lot of some of the rule changes. Super Rugby is quite innovative around the world in terms of some of the trials that have happened here. They want to keep that tri- type of thing going, some of those law variations. They haven't said what rules might come in for next time, but they do still want to be on the forefront of that. But Rugby Australia CEO Phil War acknowledged that the role Australia plays in this competition. The integrity of the competition is critical. Uh, we know, uh, you know our performances across uh, not just the international game, but the uh, Super Rugby uh, performances haven't been at the, the level that they need to be. And, uh, and so we've got a, a role to play, I guess, uh, you know, with uh, the five New Zealand teams, the Fijian Drill lineup, sitting out. How do we ensure that all 12 teams are competitive? And uh, we know we've had some challenges and uh, we, we need to rectify those. Full Wall still thinks that they've got the right amount of Super Rugby teams out of Australia, but Mark Robinson also hasn't completely ruled out allowing New Zealand players to go across to an Australian team in the future to help try and build some of that backfill for Australia where their depth of talent might be lacking, but don't expect to see that too soon. Uh, golfer Lydia Ko, she's finished the year on a winning note with a victory in an invitational mixed teams event in Florida, do tell. She has. She teamed up with Australian Jason Day to win the Grant Thornton Invitational. They won by one shot over Canadians uh, Brooke Henderson and Corey Connors. This was the first time in a while that they've had this kind of collaboration between the PGA and the LPGA. So there were 16 teams, mixed teams, one woman, one man on each team. And they were competing against, like, across different formats. So it was a, to finish off, it was a four, it was also a, like, a scramble on day one. They had an alternate shot. It was all a little bit modified and different to what you might normally see in golf. And it was also part of that, that teaming up, Co said, she joked that they'd sort of put away that trans-Tasman rivalry between Australia and New Zealand. And her and Jason seemed to learn quite a lot each, off each other. Sitting after the, um, in the press conference, they were pumping each other up and really offering a lot to, you know, Jason Dave was, I don't know if Lydia needed a bit of a pep talk, but from what he was saying, he was full of compliments. It's just getting a little bit embarrassed about everything that he was saying about her. But it has been a tough year for Lydia. She only had two top 10 finishes in the LPGA this year. Her best result was a third in the BMW Championship in October. But how is here is how she has summed up her season and the impact this tournament has had. 
it's been not the greatest year. Obviously, this is the best way to cap off a year like I had. I won my first event of the season and then won the last one. So I would like to like cut everything in between. Um, but in saying that, I think all those moments make you the player you are now. And I've learned a lot and my ball striking has definitely not been my friend um you know for the past few months i was able to get a tip from jason this week as well so that's something that i'm gonna continue to work on since grant thought an invitational was the first of its kind but jason was sitting afterwards saying that he hopes to team up again with lydia next year so if this competition is around maybe we'll see these two combining for another victory thank you felicity that is felicity reed there with sport